Hey guys, welcome back to the Life by Taylor podcast where we learn and grow together daily. I noticed that a few more of you have subscribed to giving a monthly donation, so I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you to everyone who's done that. And I truly believe that this is the platform that I can show up most authentically, help the most people, and that just feels aligned for me. Although these episodes are short, it takes me around, I would say, three hours total from start to finish to get them done. And just seeing that people value that time and effort that I've been putting in daily just means so much to me. And I see you and thank you so, so much. I don't really have any updates or anything personal to share before I start today's episode. I don't even have a specific reason why I chose to read from today's book. It kind of just spoke to me. I was like, oh, right. Yeah, I have that book. I didn't really read much from it. And as I'm writing my book on how to cultivate faith from a non-religious place, I have been leaning more and more into how important it is to trust, to trust the journey, to trust yourself, to trust God or source, whatever you feel comfortable with, and to trust that life is working out in your favor. And sometimes that's really, really hard to do. Sometimes it's really challenging. So I decided to pick up the book Trust by Ilana Van Zandt. She is a writer, a public speaker, a spiritual life coach. She is most commonly seen on Oprah Winfrey's network where she has her own show where she helps people transform their lives and work through different trauma. And like most people who are in this space and most people who succeed on the level she has, she's been through quite a few challenges in her life. I love her personality. I love her aura. I love her essence. Anytime I've seen an interview with her, I've left feeling very spiritually inspired and charged. So I'm going to read a part from her book today on self-trust and how it is our soul's work how to start listening to that inner voice that is whispering to us. I would say that something that I see very often in my DMs or when people speak to me even in person, they ask me, Taylor, how do you know what voice to trust? How do you know to trust your intuition? What does that even mean? And I think she describes it in a really beautiful way and kind of makes it make sense. So I'm just going to get straight into it and start reading. Self-trust is soul work. Does trusting yourself mean that you must be willing to hear voices? Absolutely. However, it must be the one true and authentic voice that comes through your spirit self that is connected to source, creator, or God, however you choose to define it. I am speaking here about the voice of your highest, most divine self, your soul's voice. We all have one, and your soul's voice is the arch enemy of the negative ego. This voice is connected to your heart, not your intellect, where the ego owns the majority of the real estate. This is the voice that gives credence to the age-old wisdom. Trust your gut. Because developing and mastering self-trust is soul work, its purpose is tied to a very high calling. The purpose of self-trust is to provide us with the divine, God-given, and God-driven opportunity to learn and master how to make ourselves available to the the intangible, invisible, ever-available support that the universe offers us on our journey. Self-trust is an act of knowing and an act of reliance that requires deep vulnerability as we master the art of becoming inwardly rather than outwardly focused. As human beings, we are taught, programmed, and conditioned to trust only what we can see, hear, touch, taste, and smell. Consider how many times you have gone to a restaurant, looked at a picture on the menu, or heard a description of the special, and then ordered your meal in response to those external stimuli. Consider also the number of times you have been disappointed by the taste or smell or both of the meal you were served. We live in a world that is so externally focused and sensory driven that we are almost expected to ignore, deny, or dismiss what we feel in our hearts. In addition, more often than not, we are taught to trust what we can see or hear and therefore control, rather than giving ourselves over to the still, 
small voice that knows more than the senses can ever reveal. Then there is an issue of the viewer. Vulnerability, another archenemy of the negative ego. Somehow, somewhere, we have learned or been taught that to be vulnerable means to be weak and or stupid. When you are weak, you can expect at best to be hurt and at worst to be totally eliminated. Now remember, we learn about trust early in life when we are vulnerable and our survival is at stake. So when it comes to self-trust, safety, and survival will continue to be an issue. When we have unresolved childhood issues related to trust or even when we don't, being vulnerable raises all sorts of red flags in our head that are difficult for the heart to overcome. This is where soul work and the purpose of trust come into play. One of the most self-loving, self-supportive acts we can undertake is to do all that is required to ensure that the voice of the heart is louder and stronger than the voice of the negative ego. For some, this may mean meditation. For others, it may mean prayer. And for those who are less spiritually inclined, it may mean simply refusing to falter, fall, or fail. Whatever it means to you, the bottom line is that you must grow within yourself a voice, a muscle, a level of consciousness that knows and believes without a doubt that you are safe. This aspect of you must be steadfast in the knowledge that no matter what happens, you will be fine. You see, the soul already knows you are always safe and survival is not your issue. It is your creator's issue. Finally, let us consider the value of self-trust. When you see, know, and own yourself as being valuable, worthy, confident, and capable as you move from one life experience to the next, when you trust that there is a force and a power greater than you that always and in all ways has your best interests in store, and when you really understand and believe that all things and all people come into your life at the request of your soul, the value of self-trust becomes clear. It is simply another tool in your toolkit that you can use to move yourself into and out of any experience you face. Self-trust is an invaluable learning device as you move through the curriculum of life to heal what you need to heal learn what you need to learn, and grow in the direction that your soul is pulling you. The value of self-trust is that it takes the guesswork out of living, eliminating the negative ego's drone of why me or why not me. Instead, when you trust yourself, you come to recognize that your outer world is at all times a reflection of your internal landscape and that anything that challenges you is a high calling to clean up your act within so you will have a better experience without. I love when this happens. I don't know what led me to this book and what led me to that part of it, but that was exactly what I needed to hear today. I really think that most people suffer when they live only in the logical and external world and think that what is true is only what they can see, feel, touch, measure, and understand intellectually. If there is anything that has brought me comfort on my best day and even on my worst days when I'm going through the hardest things, it is self-trust. I hear so many people have a hard time with decision-making, for example, and that's another part of my life where I feel that self-trust really does dissolve that problem. When you tend to that layer of consciousness where you can hear that voice and you strengthen it and it really is a muscle, then you always have it. You have it with you on your best day, on your worst day, when you need to make a decision, when you have a big life change. It's only when you're able to recognize these different voices and say, okay, that one's coming from the ego, and that is stemmed in fear, and that is stemmed in trauma, and this is the voice of my highest, most divine self 
This is the voice of my heart. This is the voice of the part of me that has no limitation, that believes in none of these illusions, that knows everything is possible and anything is available to me. That requires vulnerability because you are stepping into uncertain territory. What people forget is that when you listen to your fears, it's also uncertain. And most of the time, the cost is higher. There are very few times in my life that I regret going after the voice of my intuition. And I try not to regret anything, but if there were things I regret, it's always going to be things that I didn't try and didn't do and that my fears talked me out of. Now, I think it's a really important point to make that even for someone like me who has strengthened that voice and hears it very clearly after practicing it for a really long time and letting it guide me to very irrational and illogical choices and decisions in life, I still have those voices of fear. Sometimes they're really strong and they completely take over. And sometimes they just coexist alongside that voice of my intuition. I actually was writing a chapter for my book yesterday about this exactly because I realized that I was having one of those days where I don't believe in myself at all. I think my dreams are irrational. I think everything is just not going to work. And it was one of those days where really the fears got the best of me. I couldn't even hear that voice of faith. And I said, okay, this is the day to write the chapter on what to do when it is hardest to have faith. Because if I were to write that chapter on a day where it's easy for me to believe in myself and things are going well and I feel very connected, it wouldn't hit as hard. And I had to dig so deep within myself to ask myself, where, where are the small little glimpses of faith that I have on this day where it feels like I have none? So how do we strengthen that voice? How do we hear it? For me, it took a while for me to actually enjoy meditation and that's because I really have to understand why I'm doing something and what it really is for and it has to be a personal experience. I can't just do something because people say it's good. And I think so many people go into meditation and think, okay, well, everyone says meditation is good. How do I do this? Oh, it's not for me. I don't like it. It's not helpful. And meditation is not just sitting on a pillow or sitting on the floor crisscrossed and closing your eyes. Meditation is actually a way of life. It's actually mindfulness. It's an ability to observe your ego. It's an ability to observe your thinking mind. And I decided that I would love to teach people my approach to meditation and mindfulness and how to go about it in a, in a way that's for people who don't really understand it and don't really know how to approach it or people who think that it's not for them. Because once you do get it, it does enhance your life on such a deep level. It's such a shame that so many people miss out on the benefits of that because it's being delivered or it's being offered in ways that don't speak to everyone. So on May 22nd at 11.15 a.m. Pacific time, I'll be giving a free 45 minute to an hour workshop on mindfulness and meditation and you can sign up. You can click the link below or the link in my bio on Instagram to sign up for that. I think there is so much to be said about how to cultivate self-trust, but I think that let's start by understanding how important it is. And I just think to myself how limited I would be if I really didn't know how to listen to that voice or let it guide me because if I didn't, then my fears would be controlling my life. And I probably would have never went to Israel. I probably would have never done most of the jobs I did. I probably would have never started half of the relationships I had. And I would have really missed out on a lot of experiences that helped me grow and develop and learn. And I write about this in my book that faith requires courage because you have to believe that it's all happening for you. Because you're walking into uncertain territory. But what faith is, is actually believing that no matter what is waiting for you, it's happening for you. So it might not always go your way, but it will always be what you need. 
it's hard to see it that way. It's really challenging. It's not easy. It's definitely something you have to constantly work on. For me, faith is a an hourly practice, not even a daily practice. I would say it's a practice that I have to come back to every minute. My fears are always trying to talk me out of doing this or doing that and that's not realistic and that's not logical and blah, blah, blah. And the voice of my dad and the voice of my teachers and the voice of all these people telling me this is go get a real job, whatever it is. I'll end with this because if you join the workshop, I will give you a lot more tools on how to strengthen that inner voice and there's no reason for you not to join because it's free. And I just want to end with your fears can be loud and your fears can be there and they can be very strong. But all you need is a little bit more faith than you have fear. That's it. The voice of your heart has to be a little bit stronger than the voice of your mind. And we live in a world that tells you living from the heart is a weakness and emotions are not as serious as logic and intellect. But Osho says the mind should be the servant of the heart and not vice versa. The heart has access to your infinite potential. The heart has no fear. The heart is boundless. The mind is limited. The mind is driven by fear. The mind is trying to protect you from things that are actually not going to harm you. If you want to hear more about that subject on the heart and the mind, listen to the podcast episode I did on the courage to live from the heart where I read from Osho's book. And if you want to learn my approach to meditation and mindfulness and presence, which will obviously strengthen that level of consciousness within you where you can hear that voice more strongly, then sign up for my free workshop on May 22nd and I will see you there. Thanks again for making it this far and listening. I appreciate you and your presence and your energy and all of the feedback that I get is so helpful. It gets me so excited to make new podcast episodes for you. So if you liked this episode, screenshot it, share it on your story, maybe send it to someone you love. And if you haven't already, please rate the podcast. And lastly, of course, if you are gaining something from this and you feel called to help support me on this mission, then you could press support this podcast in the description below and sign up for a monthly donation where you subscribe to the podcast and really help make it possible for me to continue doing this. I love you. I'm sending you so much light and peace and I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks again.